0: Well, good evening. Today is Thursday, August 11th. It is 7 p.m. in the early evening. And you're tuned in to the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. And as always, we are on, as I've said every Thursday, from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., And if you are not a first time listener, we welcome you back. And if you are a first time listener to this podcast, the parents for parents of prodigals podcast is a weekly live call in program. And this podcast is dedicated and committed to meet the needs of parents. Of wayward sons and daughters who are either backslidden or have never come to the faith. Many of us, myself included, have sons and daughters who are not saved and we have a burden for them. Our burden is that they come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and that they become born again committing their lives to Christ and getting saved. In this podcast We approach the throne of grace on behalf of these wayward sons and daughters, and through prayer, petition, intercession, and supplication, we lift them up in prayer that God would touch their hearts, open their minds, and that they would be saved, surrendering their lives to Jesus Christ and having eternal life. And again, Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are teenagers, maybe living at home. Perhaps maybe they at one time were church going, but have decided not to return to church and want nothing to do with the gospel or nothing to do with church or nothing to do with the Bible. And they're going about their own business, perhaps maybe even hostile to the gospel. Some prodigal sons and daughters are adults, out of the home, maybe successful vocationally, maybe in college, and they're too busy. They're living their lives, and they are under the false belief that they have forever to surrender their lives to Christ, and they have pushed God in the background. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters, unfortunately, are incarcerated behind bars due to breaking the law some are in jail some are in prison and we worry about them we are anxious for them we hope and pray for their safety in that environment and we pray that even behind bars the holy spirit reach out to them and through some vehicle through some method maybe a prison chaplain or maybe another inmate who is saved or a prison outreach that they come to a saving knowledge of jesus christ and so our program is dedicated to you the parent of the prodigal son and daughter we welcome you to call in and share what your burdens are for your prodigal sons and daughters we will unite in prayer with you for their salvation and deliverance. We also want to pray for you, if you're the parent or caretaker of a prodigal son or daughter or child that is in your charge, that God give you the patience, the strength, the encouragement to continue persevering in the faith, praying without ceasing for your prodigal son and daughter or prodigal child that you are responsible for. We begin our podcast always with a word of prayer, and following the word of prayer, we have a short devotional, and then we open up our podcast lines for you, the listener, to call in and share your prayer requests, maybe provide an insight, or share a scripture, or perhaps even a testimony. What you have to say may be an encouragement to someone who's listening, edifying them. So we welcome you to log in to the Podbeam link and call in. But before anything, let's begin with a word of prayer. Father, I thank you, we thank you for this time when we can come together and share, unite in prayer for our wayward sons and daughters who are not saved before anything lord we ask humbly ask that you forgive us lord for anything we have said anything we have done any thoughts we've had any behaviors we've exhibited that's been displeasing to you lord we want nothing to hinder our prayers And more than that, we want nothing to hinder our fellowship with you. And so we apologize to you, Lord. We say we're sorry and ask for your forgiveness for not living worthy of the calling, Lord. Maybe we've behaved in a way that's been displeasing. We've offended others or said something, whatever it may be, Lord God. We want to be clean in your sight, Lord God. We want to be forgiven of our sins and be in right standing with you. And so we ask for your forgiveness, Lord. and We ask for your blessing. And we just thank you for your presence and your shed blood, Lord Jesus, which cleanses a small sin. Thank you for your forgiveness, Lord. We also pray, Lord, that even as we ask for your forgiveness, that you help us to forgive ourselves, Lord God. Sometimes, even though we know you've forgiven us, We can be very self-condemning and have a hard time believing that we're forgiven and so lord help us to accept your forgiveness believe your forgiveness and to forgive ourselves your mercies are new every day lord and every moment as well thank you lord god for your shed blood for your love and your mercy in jesus name amen Well, once again, I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir. I am a member of Soul Purpose Evangelical Church out of Middletown, New York. We are located at 11 Certified Drive in the city of Middletown, New York in Orange County. And our pastor is Pastor Albert Feliciano. Uh, He is a man of God who preaches an uncompromising word, boldly, directly, that's rare these days, to find a pastor and a man of God who preaches the word in season and out, directly and boldly, without fear or of repercussion or cost. This is a day of hyper-grace, when many pastors and ministers are preaching something that will tickle the ears and please the palates of people who don't want to get offended. But many times when Jesus was speaking, He himself said, many people have said, this is a hard saying. Who can hear it? Many people left Jesus. And Jesus asked Peter if he was going to leave as well. And he responded, where should we go? Where can we go? You have the words of life. The word of God, the Bible, is the word of God. And therein are the words of life. There is no other name in heaven above or earth below. For which we can be saved christ is the savior the only way to heaven there is no other name that we can be saved well it's time for our short devotion and usually i like to share something that the lord has laid upon my heart many times when i share these devotions these are thoughts and insights which have been a blessing to me and have strengthened me and have helped me I don't share these insights because I've arrived. Um, I'm struggling too. And the Christian life is warfare, it's a battle. And when I share these insights, these are things that the Holy Spirit has laid upon my heart that have encouraged and strengthened me. And I want to share them with you as well. Every week, every Monday evening, I participate in a men's Bible study, and the Bible study is presided over by my dear brother Nelson Quiñones, who is a member of Soul Purpose Church. He also was instrumental in helping me put together this podcast. I'm not a technical person, but he is. But he presides over this weekly Bible study on Monday nights. And we've been going over a particular topic and the topic is, what is evangelism? What is evangelism? The Bible study, is about an hour, an hour and a half long, and there are numerous brothers in Christ from sole purpose who participate in it. But in discussing this particular topic, what is evangelism? I gave much thought to that as it applies to our prodigal sons and daughters. Naturally, we want them to be saved. We want them to accept Christ as their Lord and savior. And because they are in our charge or we are their parents or caretakers, we are their primary evangelist many times. But what does that word evangelism or evangelist mean? Well, in the Greek, evangelon is a bringer of good news, a bringer of good news. And we are bringers of good news, not just to our neighbors or our coworkers and the people around us, but to our children, our homes, our households, are the primary field where there's a harvest. We need to remember that those in our own household are the ones we should be witnessing to Many times we are negligent of that. We think that the people that we have to witness to only are the people around us. When the people right under our own roof, that's a harvest. That's a harvest field for us. And I began to think about evangelism of our prodigal sons and daughters. And what does that mean? What is it, what is involved in evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters? Well, in thinking about this and searching the scriptures regarding this situation, I find that evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters involves the way I see it, four primary factors. One, evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters involves patience, patience, many times. We are anxious to see our loved ones, our prodigal sons and daughters come to Christ and we may overdo it in approaching them, for lack of a better term, beating them over the head with a Bible, or forcing them to listen to Christian music, um, coming out a little strong, for lack of a better term. In the book of 2nd Timothy chapter 4 verse 2, Paul says to preach the word, to be prepared in season and out of season, to correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. And of course, we need to witness to our prodigal sons and daughters, but we need to do it patiently. We have to have patience with them and we most of all we have to have patience with god he is the one that's in charge the scripture makes it very clear we plant the seed but no man can come to the father unless the spirit draws him and so it's our place to witness to our prodigal sons and daughters but to do it with patience and patience is necessary because of several things. Sometimes our prodigal sons and daughters may need time to absorb the message of the gospel and think about it. Yes, the time is short, and we need to communicate a sense of urgency. Tomorrow is not guaranteed, and the rapture may take place any moment now. But our prodigal sons and daughters may need some time to grasp the gospel. They may need some time to think about it. And absorb the message another reason why patience is important in evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters is they may need time to see the christian life being lived in you maybe they hear the message but they need to see the message as well we're going to talk about that in a few minutes they need to witness our behavior and our faith in action. A third reason why patience is necessary with our prodigals when it comes to evangelism is our prodigal sons and daughters may need to go through what God sends their way to repent. We can ask for God to save them, but God knows what it would take to save them. I said this in the previous podcast that When Jesus called Matthew and said, follow him, Matthew got up from his tax collector's booth and immediately followed. If only it were that easy. Sometimes our prodigal sons and daughters will respond like that. Other times they'll respond like the Apostle Paul. It may take to be knocked off a horse and blinded, so to speak. And so patience is needed because God has his own time and his own way of bringing our prodigal sons and daughters to a saving knowledge of Christ. So patience is necessary with regards to evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters. The second factor is guidance. We need to rely on the Holy Spirit and his guidance on how to approach them. Jesus made it very clear that we're not to worry or have any anxiety about what to say. He told the disciples that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, would guide them as to what to say if they were faced in a situation. And we need to be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asked a reason for our hope. And so the Holy Spirit, we need to rely on the Holy Spirit for guidance with regards to witnessing to our prodigal sons and daughters. A third factor in evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters involves boldness. Yes, we have to have patience, but we need to have boldness. Ephesians chapter six, verses 19 through 20 clearly state, and this is the apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesian believers. And he wrote this while he was in chains. He said, pray also for me. That whenever i speak the word may be given to me so that i will boldly proclaim the gospel without fear that word boldly in greek is parisia and yes it does mean to open your mouth and preach the gospel and say The very words that need to be said but that word boldness paricia, also means to not be vague not be ambiguous not beat around the bush many times we don't want to tell our prodigal sons and daughters that they need to repent confess their sins sometimes we don't want to talk about hell the tribulation the rapture the second coming of christ we don't want to mention that turning from the old life is necessary, counting the cost. This is a day and age, as I mentioned earlier, of hyper-grace, where the gospel is presented in a very meek manner. No repentance is called for. It's all love and grace, and that is true. But you must confess and admit you're a sinner. Repent of your sins. Admit you are a sinner in need of salvation and surrender your life to Christ. Hell is real. And we shouldn't sugarcoat the gospel. We need to preach the gospel with paricia, not ambiguous, not vague, not beating around the bush. I often mention that our pastor, Albert Feliciano, preaches the gospel in a parisia manner, boldly. He doesn't beat around the bush. He doesn't mince words. He says what needs to be said the way it needs to be said, but he does it in love. And that's the way we need to present the gospel, with paricia, but with love as well. Not beating around the bush, but stating it plainly and directly. And a fourth factor in evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters involves integrity. I think that's the most important thing of all. I was reading in second Corinthians chapter three, verse two. And the apostle Paul in writing to the Corinthian believers described them like this, that you are our epistle or our letter. You are our epistle written in our hearts. And this is the most important part of all known and read by all men. Clearly you are an epistle of Christ living the gospel yes we can exhibit patience with our prodigal sons and daughters and we can rely on the holy spirit and we can speak the gospel boldly without being ambiguous however if our lives don't match what we're saying that most likely will affect the receptivity of the listener we need to not just speak the gospel parisia, with boldness, but we need to live the gospel with integrity. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, describes believers as the salt of the earth, and salt preserves corruption, but more than that, salt creates thirst. Is your life, is my life, creating thirst in the lives of those who are watching it? The salt of the first century was not like the salt that we use today. Salt back then, when exposed to the air, loses its saltiness very quickly. When it was exposed to other elements, its saltiness would fade away and it became useless. And when it lost its saltiness and was no longer useful to enhance flavor, to preserve from corruption or create thirst for that matter. When salt became useless, it was thrown on the road to be used to pave roads, to help pave roads. We do not want our lives to be useless. We want our lives to be like the salt of the earth, creating thirst in those who are watching our lives and enhancing, showing that we're different. And so to be a living epistle means for us to be living epistles all of us myself included means that we are living breathing walking letters of god and we're testimonies of god's goodness his glory and his grace and that's what the lord laid upon my heart with regards to the four factors which i saw were important in evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters I pray that this insight was helpful to you. It helped me, and like I said before earlier in the podcast, I have not yet arrived. These are insights which the Lord laid upon my heart. I need to be patient with my prodigal son and daughter. I need to rely on the Holy Spirit when it comes to witnessing to them. Not being meek with the way I present the Gospel, being patient with them, but at the same time, letting God do the work and proclaiming the gospel boldly with Paricia, stating the gospel plainly and clearly, and most of all, living the gospel, being a living epistle before my children. That's what we all need. All four of these, one segues and leads right into the other. and We have to have all four. We cannot eliminate one. We cannot sacrifice patience not rely on the Holy Spirit, be ambiguous in our presentation of the gospel, or compromise our lifestyle. All four of these are essential in successfully evangelizing our prodigal sons and daughters. That being said, um, in a few moments we will be taking a musical interlude. And following the musical interlude, We're going to open up our podcast lines so you, the listener, can chime in. You would love to hear what you have to say. Perhaps you have a prayer request, maybe a prodigal son and daughter, a child. Maybe they're an adult. Maybe they're living at home. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters, and we don't know where they are. Their whereabouts are unknown. If you'd like to call in, please do so. If you wish to remain anonymous, we'll respect your privacy. Perhaps maybe you want to type in your prayer request. You don't want to call in live. That would be all right. You can type in your prayer request. And when we see it on the board, we will lift up your request before the throne of grace. In the event you don't want to call in, type it in, and we will go before the Lord in prayer and petition and supplication. Maybe you want to call in and provide an insight, share an insight or a scripture, or perhaps a testimony. As I've said earlier, your words may provide encouragement and strength to someone that needs to hear them. And so if you follow the Podbean link and follow the instructions, we would love to hear from you and hear what you have to say and share. I've said several times in our previous podcasts and it bears repeating. And it bears repeating because this may be the last time it gets said. I do not believe we are living in the last days. I believe we are living in the last moments, the last seconds, the next event on the biblical prophetic calendar is the rapture. And that's the moment when the trumpet of God will blow and believers, those in the grave and those who are alive on the earth will be taking up into the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Harpazod, as our pastor Albert Feliciano So boldly proclaims we will be snatched up into the air the dead in christ will rise first and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together in the clouds in the air to meet the lord and our saved loved ones however following the rapture there will be a seven-year period of time calling the great tribulation when god's judgments will be poured out on the earth Horrible time of judgment. and During this time period, a world leader will emerge in a trinity of evil. The Antichrist, the false prophet, and the enemy, Satan himself. And many will be deceived into receiving the mark of the beast. He will deceive multitudes into following and worshiping him. We do not want our loved ones here for that. We want our sons and daughters to be raptured and join us in heaven. We do not want our sons and daughters to be left behind facing the great tribulation and God forbid, heaven forbid being deceived by the Antichrist. And so we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, lifting them up in petition and prayer and intercession. If they're in bondage to something that's keeping them from surrendering their life to christ perhaps it is drug addiction alcoholism peer pressure perhaps they have friends and associates who are keeping them from surrendering their life to christ perhaps maybe they're involved in an illicit lifestyle too busy living their lives they feel they have all the time in the world to accept christ but the scriptures make it very clear it is appointed unto once for men to die. After this, to judgment, death can come at any time. And if not death, the rapture could take place. It will take place. It may take place tonight. It may take place before this podcast is over. Are you ready? Are your loved ones ready? That's what this podcast is about. Prayer and supplication for our prodigal sons and daughters that they accept Christ as their Lord and Savior coming to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, so that when that moment arrives, whether it's death or the rapture, they are ready and their eternity is secure. And so following this musical interlude, we would love to hear from you and share your insights, your burdens, your prayer requests, and even your testimonies. And so we will return after this musical interlude.
1: God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Above his name there is No other name, the one who is eternally the same. and see All this need he understands.
0: There is no other name in heaven above or earth below where which we can be saved, Jesus. Two things I wanted to share with you. I gave some thought to that song, There Is No Other Name. Many times our prodigal sons and daughters believe that there is another way to get to heaven. Some of our prodigal sons and daughters are involved in maybe... Eastern religions or philosophies, they turn away from the faith in exploring different worldviews and different beliefs. And it's important, perhaps maybe that is something that your prodigal son or daughter is involved with, believing that there are alternative paths to heaven. It doesn't matter what they believe, always lead to heaven. And that is a lie from the enemy to get your prodigal son and daughter sidetracked and not come to the truth of the gospel. Another insight I wanted to share I was a, an, on a website. Uh, some of you have heard of the Christian brother named George Mueller. He was a man of God that lived in. Back, I believe, in the eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, I believe. No, it's eighteen hundreds. Great man of faith, a man of prayer, and the Lord had led him to open up orphanages to children in England. And George Muller was known for being a prayer warrior. And many of his writings attest to his faith in prayer and his complete trust and confidence in the Lord. He wrote this particular devotional with regards to his persistent prayer for five individuals that he was lifting up in prayer. He was approached during his life by several people who had a tremendous burden for some loved ones. And knowing that George Muller was a man of God and a man of prayer, they approached George Muller. This is what George Muller wrote about this experience. In November of 1844, I began to pray for the conversion of five individuals. And I prayed every day without a single intermission, whether sick or in health, on the land and on the sea, And whatever the pressure of my engagements might be, 18 months went by before the first of the five accepted Christ. I thanked God and prayed on for the others. Five more years went by and then the second one accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior. I thanked God for the second one and I prayed on for the other three. Day by day, I continued to pray for them. And six years passed before the third surrendered their life to Christ. I thanked God for the three and went on praying for the other two. These two remained unsaved. And then it goes on to say this about George Muller. 36 years later, he wrote that the other two, whom were sons of one of George Muller's friends, were still not saved. And George Mueller wrote, but I hope in God, I pray on and look for the answer. They are not yet converted yet, but they will be. And in 1897, 52 years after he began to pray daily without interruption for these last two individuals, they were finally saved this happened after george muller had passed away george muller understood what luke meant when he introduced a parable that jesus told about prayer which said according to luke 18 verse 1 and then jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up I read that several days ago, and I had made up my mind I wanted to share this in the podcast because many times we can become discouraged, lose hope, when we're praying for our prodigal sons and daughters. Time may pass by, sometimes our prodigal sons and daughters, as we pray for them, may become even more hostile. I truly believe that when we enter the prayer closet and we go into prayer warfare for our prodigal sons and daughters that, for lack of a better term, that kicks up demonic and satanic influences. The enemy does not like when we pray for the unsaved. And whether it's a co-worker or a prodigal son and daughter or someone that you know when you're praying for them. They may act up even more, exhibit more hostility. They may even tell you they don't want you praying for them. And this is the enemy trying to keep you from interceding for these individuals. And when it comes to our prodigal sons and daughters, their behavior may get better before it gets worse. They may exhibit more resistance. The enemy will work harder than ever to strengthen the walls of resistance i mentioned in a previous podcast when lot was taken prisoner that abraham gathered together the men from his camp and he attacked the enemy camp where lot by abraham rather and his mighty men and combat ensued until Abraham freed Lot from the enemy's camp. And that's what it may take for you and I with regards to winning our prodigal sons and daughters to Christ, entering the enemy camp. When we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, for lack of a better term, we are entering enemy territory. The enemy have may have their minds locked their ears closed, their hearts hardened, their eyes shut to the truth. And that ultimately closes the heart from accepting Christ. And when we enter prayer warfare, we're doing battle, rebuking the power of the enemy, not just petitioning the Lord to answer our prayer, but rebuking the powers of darkness and praying for deliverance. It is a battle. A fight to the death, no different than the gladiatorial games of the first century. It is a spiritual fight to the death. I've often thought if God were to open our eyes for 30 seconds to see the spiritual realm, to see invisible forces that are around us if God were to open our eyes for 30 seconds to see the spirit world that's around us our minds would not be able to handle it our minds would not be able to handle the sight of the glorious angels that are around us doing God's bidding and our eyes and our minds would not be able to stand the horror at seeing the demonic forces which have our loved ones in bondage and are doing evil in the world. And so the Lord calls us to pray without ceasing, never fainting, never giving up, never stopping. And God forbid that we should become discouraged. It may take a year. It may take two years in the story I just read, which is a true story about George Mueller many many years passed by those five individuals one got saved after several years of praying and then a second one got saved and at the very end all five were saved but it took time the Lord has his own time his own plan his own method of bringing our loved ones to the foot of the cross We merely have to have complete confidence and trust in him. He knows what is best. It may be unpleasant. We don't want to think that our loved ones may have to get knocked off a horse and blinded like Paul was. And as I've shared many times, I was sharing this with my brother, Jamie Shock. Him and I were sitting down at a brother's house for a barbecue. And we agreed. It's a scary thing to say to the Lord, Lord, do what it takes to save our prodigal sons and daughters. You know what's necessary. You know what's best. You know what's the right way and the right time. You and I would like to see it happen right away. and We would like to see it done painlessly. But that's the way we want to see things done. God has his own way and his own time, and we need to have complete confidence that his own way is best. We cannot lose patience, but we have to just trust in the Lord's timing that he'll do what needs to be done at the right time and in the right way. Well, we're approaching, we're 10 minutes away from the conclusion of our podcast, And I would like to say a prayer. In the past podcast, we had several people that presented prayer requests. But right now, I want to say a prayer for the parents, if you're listening and you are the parent, mother or father or caretaker of a prodigal son or daughter, or there is a young person in your charge who has not accepted Christ or has wandered from the faith. I want to say a prayer for you that god give you strength and courage and boldness and whatever is necessary to persevere in the faith so please join me in a word of prayer for that father we unite in prayer lord we come together those Who perhaps are listening to this podcast lord god and perhaps maybe those who will listen at the recording of this podcast lord god maybe they won't be listening live but they will be listening later on in any event lord prayer is prayer and we touch and agree right now heavenly father and lord we want to say a prayer for any mother or father grandparent perhaps or caretaker of someone who has a young person in their charge. Maybe it may be an adult child who's away from home, who has wandered from the faith. And I pray heavenly Father, first and foremost, that you give us as caretakers and parents, patience, Lord God, patience to trust you with what needs to be done for our prodigal sons and daughters. I pray that you help us be responsible in evangelizing them, Heavenly Father. That we not lose patience with you, Lord God, but completely trust and have complete confidence in the process, your process, Lord God. Not our process, but yours. And that you help us to have patience with our prodigal sons and daughters. Not to come on too strong, but speak a right word in season, Lord God. To speak the truth boldly and with love heavenly father i pray lord god that you help us to be guided by the holy spirit and not with our own flesh many times lord god we may be hesitant and try to find persuasive words lord your spirit can give us the words that need to be said to witness and evangelize our prodigal sons and daughters put your words in our mouth, Lord God, so that we say what needs to be said in the right way at the right time. Lord, I pray for boldness, Lord God, that every caretaker and parent, there may be a grandparent who has a child in their stead, Lord God, no matter where our prodigal sons and daughters, Lord, are, that you give us boldness, Lord God, when we witness to them. We don't want to come on too strong but at the same time lord we don't want to beat around the bush help us to witness to our prodigal sons and daughters fearlessly when you put your words in our mouth help us to open our mouths and say what needs to be said no sugar coating no beating around the bush if we need to mention hell give us the boldness to mention hell if we need to mention that they need to repent Give us the boldness to say that, Lord God. Help us to not be afraid of preaching the gospel. Lord, the Apostle Peter said he was anxious to go to Rome. Of all places, Lord God, a place of fierce persecution and decadency. But he wanted to go to Rome to preach the gospel. And Lord, help us, for lack of a better term, Lord God, not to be afraid to go to rome but to preach the gospel boldly parisia without being vague or beating around the bush and lord help us to live boldly with integrity living the gospel before our prodigal sons and daughters not compromising our testimony help us to watch what we say help us to not hide our lives under a bushel Help us to say what needs to be said and live the gospel before our prodigal sons and daughters. Help us to live lives that are worthy of the calling, Lord God. Our unsafe prodigal sons and daughters may hear the gospel, but they're watching to see how we live. Help us not to complain, Lord God, when we're going through difficulty. Forgive us, Lord God, if we have done that. Forgive me, Lord God, for the times I've done that. But Lord, help us to exhibit the peace that passes all understanding. Help us to exhibit a life of praise and gratitude. Help us to live holy lives. Help us all to be living epistles, letters, Lord God. Not just preaching the gospel, but living the gospel. So that our prodigal sons and daughters can not just hear the truth through our mouths, but see the truth through our lives. And Lord, I also want to pray that those of us who are getting discouraged, those of us who are losing heart at the process, Lord God, it may take years before our prodigal sons and daughters get saved. Who knows? Help us just to completely trust in you, not to lose patience, not to lose heart, but to be courageous bold. Not feel down, and not feel anxious. Some of us have sons and daughters that may be incarcerated, in jail, in prison, in drug rehab. Some of us may have prodigal sons and daughters and we don't know where they are or what they're doing. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters and we know exactly what they're doing and where they are and who they're with and that's causing anxiety and worry. Lord, help us all to get a good night's sleep being anxious for nothing lord god but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving presenting our requests for our prodigal sons and daughters to you help us to go about our days completely trusting that you love our sons and daughters more than we love them and they are in your hands when it comes time to eat lord Help us to eat and enjoy our meals without being anxious, our stomach being tied up in knots. When we're in church, help us to worship, Lord God, and not let anxiety and worship hinder our praise to you. And at night, Lord God, when it comes time to rest our minds, give our minds, our souls, our hearts, the peace that passes all understanding completely trusting in you. Lord God, your word says in Psalm 4 that we can lay down and sleep in peace, Lord God, because you have everything under control. Help us to be filled with the joy of the Lord, not happiness, Lord, joy, an unfettered an uncompromising sense that everything is going to be all right. Everything is in your hands. Everything is under control. And our prayers for our prodigal sons and daughters will be answered. They will come to Christ. They will get saved. And if any of us are doubting that, Lord, we believe, Lord God. Help our unbelief. We pray all these things in your name. Lord Jesus, we thank you and we praise you for the answer that we know is coming. We don't know when, but we know it's coming. And so we wait, not a hopeless waiting, but a waiting of expectancy. Thank you for their salvation. Thank you for their deliverance. Thank you for securing their eternity. In Jesus' name we pray, Lord God. Amen. I want to thank you all for tuning in, and we shall return next Thursday at 7 p.m. for another Parents of Prodigals podcast, until next Thursday, again at 7 o'clock. I wish all of you a good night, persevere, pray in the Spirit, and remain faithful. God will answer your prayer and my prayer for our prodigal sons and daughters. They will be saved. Amen. God bless and good night.